The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. This is the Insulone Podcast, where I, own Costello, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode, it's kind of like a social media trend now, I feel, where people put up, as you said, like a huge pancake meal or a big burger that they get or an ice cream with loads of toppings. And it's like, hashtag, I'm diabetic or hashtag diabetes or here I come diabetes. It's like, sure. (laughs) But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulon podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Insulone podcast with myself, Owen Costello. I hope you had a fantastic week. Hope everything went as planned. So last week, I took you through a day in the life of a diabetic, i.e. myself. This wasn't anything too exciting as I was just basically sitting by my laptop for most of the day doing a bit of work. But I wanted to do this to basically outline how frustrating diabetes can be at times, even if it is just an average day sitting at the laptop, which I'm sure you can you can relate to. So this week, I wanted to go over some of the strange and unusual comments I've received about diabetes. Let's say we're going to debunk some of the myths, Graham. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it because... As our friendship has grown, you've told me some of the more interesting things that you've been asked and uh, people have inquired about your diabetes. But also, there are a few things that I'm looking through a list that you gave me here that I was kind of thinking myself. So let's try and debunk the number one myth is, does eating too much sugar cause diabetes? Okay, this is, this is probably the most common comment I've ever heard about my diabetes. So there are two main types of diabetes. Type 1, which is the one I have, and type 2, which is the one that most people may be referring to so with type 1 it's an autoimmune disease basically for whatever reason your body attacks the insulin producing cells in your pancreas and your pancreas shuts down and doesn't make any more insulin there is no amount of sugar on planet earth that can make that happen it's just bad luck now with type 2 people will often assume that it's directly related to sugar intake Now, strangely enough, it's actually fat that will more often than not result in type 2. So if you're in a caloric surplus, which basically means you're eating more calories than you're burning, you will have excess fat in your body. This fat will basically surround your cells 
and make you become insulin resistant. So any insulin that your pancreas is releasing, you're now resistant to it because of the higher fat content in your body. Now, this isn't directly because of sugar, but obviously if you're eating larger amounts of sugar in your diet, that's going to result in you basically eating higher calorie foods, higher calorie diet, resulting in more fat in your body. Therefore, it can be related. But for myself and every other type 1 diabetic out there, no, we did not eat too much sugar. And that is not why we're diabetic. Number two, Owen, there are no symptoms. Okay, so I went through this one on episode two about my diagnosis. I don't really know why people believe that there are no symptoms because there's very, very obvious symptoms when you're just about diagnosed. So like myself, as I had stated previously, excessive thirst, that one I hated. You'll lose loads of weight very, very rapidly. Extremely tired, constantly fatigued. I almost fell asleep anywhere I sat down. And for me, I had no appetite at all. Now, if you experience just one of these, it's maybe not as obvious. But more than likely, if you're going down the type 1 diabetic route, you're going to experience all of these. Number three, exercise is dangerous for diabetics. Absolutely not. Now, it can be complicated, but a lot of studies have shown that being habitually evolved Evolved, involved in exercise routines and resistance training will hugely benefit your diabetes management. It would actually help regulate your blood sugar. So over time, if you're consistently training, it can be difficult to monitor your blood sugar while you're training. But overall, if you're involved within fitness and it's a priority throughout your day, it's really, really, really going to benefit your diabetes management. You're going to find it a lot easier to regulate blood sugars And as well, it's not even just you moving and actually physically going to the gym. It's kind of like when you're involved in a steady and kind of disciplined workout routine, you're then less likely to binge eat and you're you're then less likely to reach for the so-called bad foods that will have negative effects on your diabetes. So, no, it's it's not dangerous. (laughs) I suppose what you're saying is, it is very good for a diabetic to do, but it could be dangerous if you don't manage it properly. So if you go there with higher low blood sugar, then you could be in trouble if not prepared properly with your glucose tablets of course, or yeah. your insulin. I had briefly spoken to an older man. I just bumped into him in the pharmacy a few weeks ago and I was picking up my diabetic supplies and he was there. So he obviously knew that I was diabetic and he said, oh, I'm diabetic too. And we just got chatting and I was asking how his health was and how long he'd had it for. And he was telling me that he goes on hikes and long walks by himself, which is which is a great thing to do. Don't get me wrong. Going out for hikes is fantastic for your health. But he said he goes out by himself and he wouldn't have anything to treat a low blood sugar, which is really, really dangerous. So to say that exercising is dangerous, it's not but it can be under certain circumstances. If you're not prepared, it can be dangerous. So if he's out up the hills in Ireland and he has a low blood sugar by himself, but he has nothing to treat it with, it's it's not ideal. And I suppose for type 2 diabetics as well, it's only beneficial, the uh, exercise, to kind of get a more healthy lifestyle. Basically, yeah. 
Number four, we're going back to the S word, sugar. Diabetics can't eat sugar. Diabetics can eat sugar and diabetics love sugar just as much as everybody else. We can physically <laughs> eat sugar. From a package. Yeah. <laughs> we can physically eat sugar. It just makes our life a lot easier if we don't. If we try to adhere to a lower sugar content diet, let's say, inevitably it's going to be easier to maintain your blood sugar. Now, saying that again, that's, that's basically the function of insulin. I take insulin externally, you release it internally. So if you're to eat sugar, your pancreas will internally release insulin to basically compensate and counteract that sugar spike. Whereas if I eat sugar, I externally deal with it. So yes, we can physically eat sugar. And if we do, we just have to take insulin. But it's easier to keep things healthy if we don't. So. It wouldn't be advisable to be having three teaspoons of sugar with your tea or coffee. Maybe, <laughs> no, maybe no. just like avoid that if you can. If you <laughs> if you can. But if there's a little bit of sugar in something that you eat, like say a chocolate bar, you can eat it. Of course, you yeah. You, ju- you just you just take your insulin and and compensate it that way. Number five, you have to be overweight to be diabetic. See this 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 myth comes from the stereotype of diabetes you absolutely do not have to be overweight and being overweight doesn't necessarily mean that you're guaranteed to become diabetic i myself am not overweight i've heard this this comment has been made to me countless times people say well you don't look diabetic Mm. you're not diabetic it's like there are people don't look diabetic so No, you don't have to be overweight. Type 1, as I said, is an autoimmune disease, so it's almost like the flick of a switch, bad luck. And like I touched on a few minutes ago with type 2, yes, you are more likely to develop type 2 if you are overweight, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen. There certainly is a connection. Before we move on to the next myth, I've become a lot more engage with people when they're talking about diabetes or whenever I hear the word I'm kind of listening to their conversation and one that happened um, maybe two or three days ago there was a guy in my own place of work who was talking about one day he went out for Pancake Tuesday and he ordered some pancakes and he said that the order that he got could have fed 12 people and there was cream and there was chocolate and everything on it and his comment was oh great a big plate of diabetes has been put in front of me (laughs) so there is a kind of a connection in the psyche of people who don't understand it that if I eat all this food and I put all this weight I'm not just going to become overweight I'm going to become diabetic well that's the point of this podcast and trying to redefine what diabetes is you know people will often think that eating sugar and just being overweight will automatically result in somebody becoming diabetic it's kind of like a social media trend now, I feel, where people put up, as you said, like a huge pancake pancake meal or a big burger that they get or an ice cream with loads of toppings. And it's like, hashtag, I'm diabetic or hashtag diabetes. Or, yeah. Here I come, diabetes. It's like, shut up. <laughs> you know what, I mean? what are you talking about? Just coming. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Number six, Owen, there are different severities of diabetes. Now, type one, the one I'm lucky enough to have... There are no types. So there are no differences between a type 1 like myself and a type 1 who's in Spain or America. All type 1 is the same. So if somebody says to you, oh, is that that the bad kind? It's like, well, there are no good kinds. Mm. But if you're trying to differentiate between 10 different types of diabetes, no, not really. 
Type 1 is type 1. Type 2, there can be different severities of type 2. It can be pre-diabetes, where it's, say it's caught early, when you become insulin resistant, and then you will progress into full-blown type 2. But for type 1, the one I have, that's the only one. Type 1, there's only one. So say, for instance, you and another type 1 diabetic... There's no different severities, but your reaction to different types of food and physical activity could be a little bit different. Of course, yeah. Everybody, as I said before, there are no different types of type 1, but everybody's type 1 is different, let's say. So it will all depend on how active somebody is, how sensitive to insulin somebody is, how... Like it, it can even come down to hormone imbalances. Like my hormones, my body will be different to somebody else. Like the, the levels of hormones, what I eat is going to be different. How I react to certain foods will be different to them. But as a whole, the condition is the same. It's just as you said yourself, our bodies will react and respond in various different ways. Is there a difference between male and female? No. Now it can be slightly more tricky for women during their certain week of the month because their hormones are all over the place so yeah it can definitely be slightly trickier to manage I like this one number seven is diabetes contagious oh stop (laughs) did someone say that to you I love this one Um, yeah I think it was somebody in college said that to me years ago they were kind of worried that I was like I I was I was consistently sitting near to them within the class Um, now I was I was friends with her too so it wasn't it wasn't um well, how did wasn't the conver- too weird. How did the question come? Was there a bit of standoffish? Kind of, yeah. She didn't really know how to address it or how to like pose the question. But it had come up. People, like we were in, a, we were in the group of friends and there, were, there was people asking certain questions about diabetes and stuff. And it was almost like she needed to get this off her <laughs> chest to reassure herself <laughs> that everything was going to be okay. And she was like, is it act- acting as if it was a flu or a cold? Yeah. She was like, is it? It's not, it's not contagious, Owen, is it? And I was like, what? No, you're not going to get it off me if I cough on you. I'm not going to cough on you anyway. Yeah. But no, you're safe over the other side of class. Don't worry about it. And then you could continue your friendship then. With Absolutely. That, with her, with the peace of mind that she wasn't become diabetic. Absolutely. So if you're listening and you're not diabetic, don't be afraid to get extra close to that special diabetic you've had in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I do bring some hand sanitizer when I'm around you because yeah, I am just, just afraid. Just afraid. Next one up. This is a good one. And do you know what? If this is true, there's a lot of benefits having diabetes. Diabetics get free public transport. <laughs> I'd love to get the bus for free. If only. That, yeah, at least there'll be a good thing, yeah. a good part of diabetes. Uh, no, we don't, unfortunately. That, I'm, I think that was actually the same person. We need to get her on the podcast. Maybe, maybe next season. No, yeah, she had, she had said it to me in... <laughs> she, I can't believe this came from the same person. She said it in a way, she said, uh, it was kind of like she was sympathetic towards me, but at the same time trying to reassure me that, oh, it's not all bad. So she said something like, <laughs> she goes, well, it's not all, it's not too bad being disabled because you get free fr- public transport, don't you? And I was disabled. Like, disabled. Since when is this? Well, it is technically a disability, but we don't like classify ourselves. Well, we're not too far from government buildings here in Dublin. We could go up and try and get you a free bus pass or something, or or a parking space. <laughs> that would be nice. Never know. So no, nowhere in the world, and even in no. Amer- even in America, when you were over there, absolutely not. No, if it's not in Ireland, it's not in America. Trust me. Next one, 
diabetics can't drink alcohol. I love alcohol. Not too much now. But no, yeah, diabetic can drink alcohol. Of course, I will always recommend people to only drink alcohol if your diabetes is managed well day to day. Because when you do drink alcohol, it can be tricky. I've actually made a few posts about this on on Instagram. But basically, when you drink alcohol and you feel the effects of alcohol, like when you work out at the gym, you feel different in your body, obviously, when you're drinking. And you're less sensitive to the feelings of highs and lows. So therefore, if you are drinking, I would definitely recommend to check your blood sugar more frequently than you do normally. Do you have a kind of a routine when you're on a night out? Will you check it before you start drinking? Maybe check it an hour in, two hours in? I'll check it more than I do just on a normal day. But I'll always try to stick to like either wine or spirits with a sugar-free drink. Because if you're going out and you're drinking vodka Red Bulls and vodka Cokes and all this sort of thing, your blood sugar is going to be through the roof. And it's strange because when you drink, you can go initially quite high. And then if you drink even more, if you keep drinking, basically, your blood sugar can be inclined to drop. Now, as I said, it it depends on each person's diabetes. But the only way to do it is just not drink too much so you're, you're unconscious and you can't mind yourself. But if you're having a few, definitely, definitely, definitely just regulate it more, check more frequently, and just kind of learn to know how certain alcohol will affect your blood sugar. Because different types of alcohol will have different effects on your body. So you know if you're going to go out and say, right, tonight I'm going to stick with having vodka and a low-sugar drink. You kind of have an idea in your head how many you can have until you need to maybe have some insulin. Yeah, I'll always generally try and stick to the same types of drinks. Mm-hmm. But it's like going to the gym, you kind of have to prepare in advance before you go out and start drinking. Like if I have dinner before I go out, I will take two units less of insulin with that dinner. So my blood sugar will rise slightly higher than I would normally like it to be. But for me personally, when I drink, my blood sugar tends to slightly drop. So because I take less insulin, my blood sugar slightly rises. And then when I drink, that basically kind of brings it down without any insulin. So I know myself, I know my body very well and how my how my diabetes basically reacts with alcohol. But I will always check my blood sugar more than I usually do just to be safe. So you, you've seen me a few times out there. Owen likes to drink. I'm talking about checking my blood sugar. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought we were talking about you drinking oh, alcohol. No. Owen also likes to check his blood sugar and he likes to drink some alcohol as well. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Insulone podcast. Make sure to subscribe so each episode goes directly to your phone. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Insulone. And if you have any question you'd like answered on the podcast, you can email it to theinsulonepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>